and welcome to the Haikyuu podcast. I'm fulfilling my blood oath or my tweet, basically, that I was going to do a Haikyuu <laughs> podcast. No actual blood is involved. It's out there now. I'm doing it. I'm doing at least one. It might be monthly, but I'm going to introduce, I do have some other people with me. We're going to do a quick little introduction about our favorite characters, just so you can get like a rough idea of us. So I'm Kendra, and my favorite characters are Bakoto, Hinata, and Tanaka. And I'm going to hand it over to, uh, let's say, Marion. So, hi, I'm Marion. My favorite characters would be Tsukishima, Yamaguchi, and Kuro. Nice, and Lisa? Right. Hi, I'm Lisa, and my favorite characters are Suga, Yamaguchi, and Bokuro. Okay, uh, I'm Gabi, I'm mostly known as Yaminetis on, Tum- on Tumblr and Twitter. Uh, I'm an artist from Peru. My three favorite characters, well, it's hard to choose, so I would say it, they are Tsuki, Kageyama, and Hinata. But, well, I basically I love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we don't blame you. And now maybe we can talk about kind of what our favorite thing about Haikyuu is maybe? Or like, because I think a lot of people might be that just now that it is in English Shonen Jump, yeah, that's the news, yay. What would be your kind of like sales pitch for it? Like if you had to do an elevator pitch, which is basically if you had a minute. But whoever wants to go Mm. first, if they want to kind of do their little blurb. Sure, I can do that. Sure, go ahead. All right. Haikyuu is definitely... A manga that invokes a lot of emotions it has a lot of really cool relationships that are explored and if you don't care about volleyball you will because <laughs> I was never a sports fan I, there was no question though when I started reading Haikyuu that it would you know become something that I would feel so passionately about there's a lot of cool arcs the characters are really fun the art is amazing it's a really quick paced series as well, but not too quick so that it skips over anything or you feel like it's going too fast. But it's definitely a really fun manga with a lot of really cool characters and funny moments and part slice of life. There's drama. It's, you know, everything you could sort of ask for in a really solid Shonen Jump manga. So I would definitely, it's in my top five favorite manga of all time. And I've read a lot of manga so i definitely recommend i totally cool. agree and just like adding a bit onto it about like the 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 characters and being able to like follow their relationships it's a series that's really rich in character development especially like uh like two of my favorite characters tsukishima and yamaguchi uh just being able to watch their journey unfold together as like oh um uh, their their first year is in the volleyball club one of them is not really like into sports in general like maybe that could that could be you know a wink wink like audience surrogate for you know if you're not into volleyball but like as the series goes on like you get to see how um like these uh they get so into it and like it's just i don't know it gets my blood pumping a lot uh but also being able to as i said like follow the, the journey of the characters it helps a lot that like lisa said that you don't have to know about volleyball you learn as it as the the series progress and as as it keeps on going and like you you get more invested in the the game and the matches you get more invested in the characters relationships as the matches go on you get to see glimpses of like their lives and how continuing the sport has really changed them and i think that's something to really look forward to cuz i think it's a hallmark of a really good sports manga i was talking earlier as we were like warming up about slam dunk which is probably my sp- my favorite sports manga haikyuu is like like the next coming of slam dunk to me because yeah. It's it's literally like it has that greatness where you see um, like 
every single character in the cast has their moment and has like that that it factor where uh they can make their own contribution to the team in whatever way and none of them feel like left out like leftovers or something like you know they they all get their fill it's so good like you can fall in love with any character and not be unsatisfied with how they're doing as you keep on reading right it's just the sheer number of characters too so if you don't like one character there's going to be a dozen more that you'll like but it is very very hard to dislike a character in haikyuu (laughs) there's one for everyone i should say what why i like haikyuu right Mm -hmm. i could say it's almost the perfect series for me because well i love sports manga and anime Actually, I got into Haikyuu on 2014, I think. Uh, I I kind of stopped reading because it, it was at a point where I just couldn't wait for for it weekly. So I left it, but it was there for me because my big sister used to play volleyball. So I've been into volleyball since I'm really, really little. So I really love the sports, and when I saw there was a manga about it, I was like, oh, oh my god, I need to watch <laughs> this. So I got into the anime, and it was everything I, I love. It's like, uh, I love One Piece, you know. Uh, it's all the friendship and, and the shonen tropes that I adore so much, and it all, it all, it's all joined with my fave sport. So it was a dream then for me. It's not only that, it's just so well done when it comes to character development. And and the way Furudate just makes the characters interact in such a natural way. I I, I think it's one of the of the best manga running in jump right now. Mm. Yeah. Agree. Just the fact that like you really do kind of just fall in love with the characters first. Like I went in knowing literally nothing about volleyball besides like very basic elementary school how to play it, and I wasn't good <laughs> at it. And I just was like, I'm not interested in this. And I started watching it. I started watching the anime, and it was just like you fall in love with like Karasuno, fell in love with them, and you kind of, then you fall in love with the other teams, and like you get their backstories, and eventually you just kind of become invested in volleyball just because they're invested in it. And I know there's some people I follow who they, like, really don't like the matches. And I feel like once you get a few matches in, like, maybe the first really, like, the Datako match. The one that, like, where you really, really grabs you. Because before it's, it's, like, more, like, practice matches and they're all, like, talking during it a lot. But that might be the match that, like, really grabs people. That's up for debate, though. I'm not, like, staking a claim there. But... And yeah, like, it always, like, surprises me, too. Like, you'd think, I guess, like, I hadn't really watched that much sports manga before it. I'd watched, like, free, and then after, like, really getting to Haikyuu, I kind of spiraled off into, like, Ufuri and, like, other stuff like that. Ufuri is so good. So I love that one. Love Big Wind Up. So good. Yes. Yeah, I think, I honestly, as someone, it's, Gabby, it's so cool that you were saying that you had already loved volleyball, and then here it was, ready-made, a volleyball manga, like, what could be better? Um, I, you know, I'd always, you know, I enjoyed playing volleyball, but I had the same kind of, like, okay, I played it in elementary school and middle school as part of gym class. I just was really surprised, and, like, now I watch volleyball. 
like real volleyball oh, cool. because of Haikyuu. Right. So <laughs> it's really, yeah, it's really funny because this series, this anime is what's gotten me into this sport that I previously didn't care about. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like how you were saying, because the characters care so much about mm -hmm. it and because the characters are just so well written and even relatable that you start really caring about it too. So it's kind of cool that we have two different perspectives coming in here as someone who had already loved volleyball versus people coming in who didn't know as much about it and then becoming really, really invested. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. I was honestly, I think I was hooked with Haikyuu just the first like three on three match they had. Mm -hmm. That was the practice match, mm -hmm. whether like Hanada and Kageyama could get in. And that was like what the second episode, third episode? Yeah. <laughs> Like really, I, I was hooked on the first episode. I like cried when he lost when they lost. Oh. <laughs> I'm very weak. I cried, but I know he tried so hard. Oh, like, man. Oh. Yeah, I was hooked <laughs> as soon as like um we saw that oh, uh, Kinata and Kageyama are rivals, but now they're in the same school. That was yeah. what got me. Yeah, that that was so cool because uh, most sports manga just do the rival in other school and all the stuff. And I, I, I went in blind. I, I didn't know a thing about the anime. Mm -hmm. So, well, I should have known seeing the, the opening, I guess, but it, <laughs> it surprised me anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now they're going to work together. I don't know how. <laughs> and I think one of the really phenomenal things about Haikyuu, like, you know, I know we keep saying it, is the development, but um, it's also the development of relationships. So mm -hmm. Hanada and Kageyama's, like, relationship, how they go from rivals who really can't stand each other mm -hmm. to friends and to, um, you know, into really good partners who really trust each other on the court and, you know, pull off the quick attack. And that's just something that's really cool to, you know, see kind of develop over the, um, over the chapters, over the, you know, episodes, if you just watch the anime. So mm -hmm. it's, and there's a lot of characters um, who have that. And I think one of the most fun characters to see start developing like relationships and friendships is Tsukushima, just because he is a character that no, like he, you know, he's definitely a character that is very standoffish. And so then as the manga progresses, you start seeing him, you know, having like a good relationship and, you know, with all the other, his other teammates mm -hmm. and then people from other teams. So that's super fun. And once again, it's a really enjoyable thing about Haikyuu is all of those, you know, all those character developments. And you talked about like relationships. It just made me think how it's kind of funny how Hinata and Kageyama, they like were like more rivals and stuff. They didn't really become like actual friends until I feel like they had their fight in the like training camp. Mm -hmm. I would agree yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I didn't I think. Yeah, they wouldn't. They didn't really hang out after school. Like, I don't think that they had really considered themselves like, oh yeah, we're friends until mm. yeah after that after that fight. So I, yeah. I can see that. So it's it goes like an entire season of them still being like, okay, well we're like teammates, and then yeah. that's there the line. Because yeah. it's like at first, like their rivalry is kind of like out of pettiness or like mm. I don't know how to say it, like honor in it, or it's like uh. After that fight uh, that they had at the training camp, it's like mm. they actually respect each other. Yes, yeah. the respect. The, the rivalry with respect that comes in, that, that's what really pushes them together to grow as teammates, to actually put that level of trust in each other that you won't see from like just regular teammates.
Yeah. Or, yeah, and actually, it kind of made me think of uh, Kageyama and Oikawa because you see that at the very end of, like, the second Seijo match, their, you know, their rivalry has gone, I feel, to respect. But I don't think with how the narrative of Haikyuu is um, at this point, I don't think it's ever going to really show Kageyama and Oikawa being friends. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the relationship that you get from you know, Hinata and Kageyama, but it shows, like, other side of the coin where it's like, hey, there is that respect, but, you know, you can respect someone, but you don't have to be their friend, which also yeah. I feel like is with Ushiwaka and Hinata and Kageyama. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Ushiwaka is never going to be like, oh, yeah, Kageyama and Hinata, like, my BFFs forever. Like, mm-hmm. th- that would be, I feel, out of character for him. Mm-hmm. Yes, he so, was right for that. Right, he does. And so I think a uh, level of respect that y- you see him finally recognizing Hinata and Kageyama um, at the end of the Shiro Toyozawa match. <laughs> so he finally is like, okay, we will play again. This is, you know, where we're at. And then even, um, but then also playing off on that, um, Oikawa and uh, Ushijima, they, I feel like there's not any respect there. I feel mm-hmm. like they're rivals, but I don't feel like, what do you guys think? Do you feel like Oikawa and like, like Ushiwaka like respect each other? Sorry, I keep flipping between Ushiwaka and Ushijima because I go yeah. back I and both forth. both in the show anyway. Same. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know because I thought, you know, if we're going through like different kind of like dynamics between relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure just because of the one um, talk that they had at the very end of the Shiratorizawa match where Oikawa kind of confronts Ushijima or vice versa, I suppose. Um, to me, that didn't read as like, okay, they've come to like mutually respect each other. It's more of like acknowledgement of our fierce rivalry and now we're parting ways again. From Oikawa at least, because I do think that Ushijima respects Oikawa. But he, just because he's just, um, he doesn't have any any bad feelings toward him. He wanted him in Shiratori Sawa. So it's obvious that that he respects him. On the other hand, it's Oikawa who is the petty king. So (laughs) he he can let go his feelings, of course. And that's what's wonderful about Oikawa. He's a very emotional character. That's true. Yeah, um, I think uh, it also comes to, like, the way that they compete against each other. Yeah, they're, they're rivals, but also the fact that one is, like, a, a spiker, but the other is a setter. Like, mm-hmm. the way that they display results for I with this match or whatever, it's, it's, like, it's like a different metric for both of them. So, I don't know if maybe... Well, yeah, like, I, I agree that uh, Ushijima probably does respect Oikawa, but at the same time, it's also... Cause Ushijima is like the spiker and he's like the most flashiest player because he's like oh he's the left-handed he's he stands out a lot he's very tall etc very powerful like, <laughs> yeah and then uh Oikawa is always like like all the setters are always behind the scenes and they have to like move things from the court like it's just like a very different battle that they're both fighting mm-hmm, uh yeah. in terms of like how how they control the match so I think Oikawa he comes off as more petty because like from his end, it probably looks like a lot more work to do in order mm-hmm. to to stand out and also, like, you know, produce the results, I guess. Yeah. He also, uh, there's a thing there because um, Ushijima wanted him in the team because basically the, the narrative wants us to believe that Oikawa would have been a better setter 
in Shiratori Soda because the spikers were better. Yeah. But that's that's the fight that um, Oikawa fought in in high school to prove that he didn't choose wrong, mm -hmm. that his his choice to go to Aoba Josai was correct, that his team was just as strong because of him. And yeah, they lost to Karasuno, but there there was a thing there too so it's it's really hard to to think about them because we also didn't see their match when when they fought each other after Karasuna lost to Awajose but true. I do think that Ushijima respects him but Oikawa is just too prideful to acknowledge that <laughs> I think you have a point because um the fact that you said like oh Oikawa would be a better setter if he went to Shiratorizawa Oikawa probably takes that to offense to the point where, mm, like, okay, yeah. you you acknowledge my skills, but you don't acknowledge my teammates. That's why exactly. I don't respect you as much. Yeah. Or that's why I I like you see that kind of pettiness coming out from him because he he appreciates his teammates that much that it's also a, a character trait that you see come out earlier, like like Lisa said with like Oikawa's rivalry with Kageyama because mm -hmm. Kageyama's whole thing was that he didn't respect his teammates as much. And we see, like, that growth from him, like, after you see he grows to depend and, like, speak to his teammates more like, oh, what do you prefer? Do you like, like, a little higher, a little lower uh, when I when I toss to you or whatever? Like, getting to know your teammates and getting a connection like that mm -hmm. is, is something that makes Haikyuu special. And it's also that, that same kind of thing that Ushijima is, like, rejecting because he's saying, oh, Oikawa, like, yeah, you have your teammates, but we would have been better teammates. Mm, yeah. That's the thing too. Um, you could say that Haikyuu's plot is really, really simple, and it is because it's just a manga about, about volleyball. But I think that what Furudate Sensei excels at is to show us that there's not really a, a right answer there. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, um, as emotional beings, we of course are, agree with Oikawa because we love friendship, we love mm -hmm. that he loves his teammates. <laughs> When you see it from a sports perspective, the the right choice really was going to Shiratorizawa to be a better seller. But there's no not right answer there because we really we should respect what Oikawa feels as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like like that because those are really complex feelings. Yeah, yeah. I, I like totally they, agree. Sorry. I feel like they kinda of like they respect each other, but it's more like it's a battle of ideals. Kind of basically like you're saying that like Ushiwaka thinks he can just punch through everything. And I think like he does appreciate his teammates like we saw when he was like he was able to everyone individual feedback. But he was still just like very much like stoic, even though there is depth to him. But like Okigawa is so like fiery and kind of like passionate about everything. And like he really does like he draws out the best of his like teammates. And I feel like he wouldn't do well at Shirtorozawa just because like I don't think he could do what Shirabu. Shirabu. He, Sure. <laughs> I was gonna call it the setter. Yeah, I'm they, sorry. They didn't need an assertive setter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. Been a good fit. Right, when that's, that's why Simi the third year had to step down mm. because Shiribu was willing to um was willing to kind of forfeit everything in order to let Ushijima score the point. Mm -hmm. Whereas Simi was also like, hey, but I enjoy being in the spotlight as well. And they couldn't afford how um the coach had built Shiratorizawa was that they couldn't afford 
well, I'm not really sure how I want to say this because they wanted Ushijima to be in the spotlight, but his, you know, there actually was like the battle of concepts was mm. the title of that one chapter, you know, about being like, okay, should we make the focus on a cohesive and, you know, flowing together team or should we make it so that each individual and make sure that uh, in a team, each individual needs to be the strongest, the most powerful. Mm. But I think where that kind of fell short that theory um for shira torizawa was because they did have shirabu who was definitely like a very very skilled setter you know his main focus was to make sure that he could get the ball to ushijima like as many times as possible mm -hmm. so which is what ended up happening so it was like ushijima really became the showcase of that team ironically even though this was the team that was like okay but every single person on here is the strongest and the best mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, because that makes it more predictable and like, okay, so if we stop Ushijima, then, well, yeah, they, everyone else is strong, but if he's like their main hitter, then that's basically it. They have to like focus their energy on Ushijima. Yeah, and I love how they chipped away at that, just like tiring him out and managing to like stop him that one time and oh, oh no, I did it too. Yes. But that walk was just... That was oh. the, how they animated that was amazing. Oh man. And that is just such a, and how they, you know, after when Suki like does the, the fist pump and the yes. yell, like the victorious yell, yeah. that oh. all together. And the episode ended right there, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh my that God. Was, I almost threw my computer. I was so excited. It was so good. You made Akiteru crying though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but what I was going to say, another kind of, because that was one of my favorite, I think, uh, sort of how the anime adapted a manga was that block. But then also, alternatively, the um, very end of the second Seijo match, where the spike bounces off of his arms, and it's oh. just complete, there's like the dramatic music, and then it's just complete silence, and then you just hear the ball bouncing. That, to me, was almost more impactful watching it than it was reading it which is very high praise coming from me because i am someone who usually feels a bigger impact reading something so both tsukishima's block and that last uh point in the seijo match how those were animated was done flawlessly so basically if you're going to do haikyuu i recommend both because <laughs> it's just that yeah. good it's just that good doesn't know uh, volleyball it's definitely better to start with the anime yeah it, it helps uh, make you feel what volleyball really is <laughs> it's yeah, a bit harder the libero position confused me so much at first like i didn't understand it <laughs> i don't know and see i think it's funny you say that gabby because i found that i understood the instructions of volleyball more when i was reading it so oh, really? yeah right but i'm someone who needs to read things in order to understand them definitely depends but, uh, with my yeah. friends i've tried both ways and they kind of get better what volleyball is in the anime then then they read the manga and they like it too yes well i you know and i did i watched the first season first and then i started because we um we were just talking about you know when we all got into Haikyuu and mine was in, um, I got into Haikyuu in 2014 when, uh, you know, I watched the first season 
And then I immediately started reading the manga because I was like, I cannot wait for the second season. <laughs> like, I, need to, As it goes. I need to figure out what happens now. That's another great thing about Haikyuu. You always want to know what happens next. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. this match is over, but what about this coming match? And even when there's like training arcs and, you know, honestly, between the training arcs and the matches, um, because really how Haikyuu is divided is into those arcs. There's the training um, arcs and then the you know obviously the like matches and the tournaments mm -hmm. right um i i like them equally i really can't because you know the tokyo like yeah camp like arc that was one of my all-time favorite arcs good just because oh, it was so fun and you got all that development um but the matches are just so intense and really like i think marianne said earlier like they get your blood pumping you're like yes i need to see who wins this Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think those are really cool. Like overall, that's a hallmark of a good of a good sports manga when both like the training, like getting ready, the in between the matches and then the actual matches, like they're both like equally good. That's how you know you gotta hit. Yeah, like, I think you said at least set up a good thing that we could each kind of go over like how we got into the series. Did you want to talk a bit how you got into the series, Marion? Oh uh, sure. Um, actually, uh, I started reading the manga before the anime like came out because i heard it was like the anime was announced and i'm like mm -hmm. oh shonen jump has a, a volleyball series and i'm like a huge shonen jump fan like i read everything in the magazine that's in english and like i read some of the stuff oh, in cool. japanese uh but uh but yeah like i started reading it and i it was like up to like around chapter 60 or 70 which was like the first alba josai match and then mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is good. I'm going to I'm gonna be looking forward to this. I'm going to watch mm -hmm. the anime. And then, lo and behold, like, the anime is, like, a hit. It's really good. Lisa was saying, like, it, it's really faithful and it's it doesn't, like, add crazy filler. It, if it, It'll add, like, a scene or two that, like, enhance the, the story or the scene. And, you right. can see how much love they have for Haikyuu. Mm -hmm. Haikyuu really loves it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's just... It's so exciting, especially um, like Kendra brought up uh, a while ago about like the music and the way uh, just like that you can experience it. Uh, like it really enhances like parts of the manga. Like I OK, like both of them are equally good. Like I would recommend if you like it, you have to experience it both ways because uh, Furudate Sensei's art is like so crisp. Just being able to see like the, the character designs and then like how everything is paneled out like how they handle the ball like shooting over the net and then like the, all the positioning it's so it feels like so complicated like you're watching like a chess match because mm -hmm. everyone is stationed at a specific spot they have their own role and like at the same time it's like a team sport like so many figures at once like moving around it's just it's really exciting and also like really just being able to follow it at once uh it, it's great watching it in motion and it's also great like just watching it statically, like being able to like point out, oh, okay, so this is setting up for this, like this character's over here, they're gonna block it or whatever. It's just so good, so 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 good. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Gabby, did you, I think you you already went into it a little bit. Did you have anything else to add? Uh, well, I said that I got into series in when first season of the anime came out, but uh, I remember um, I I watched I I think there were only five episode episodes out. So I watched them. I was in love. Uh, I I started reading the manga, and I think I stopped when um, Daichi uh, was injured, if I'm not mistaken. I just couldn't wait 
wait for more. I, I mean, I, I, I saw that and I, and I thought, no, I need to, to some chapters to, um, to accumulate to read because I can't with this. So I can, I left the manga and <laughs> it, years later, uh, uh, it's funny because um, I saw that the second season was coming out and I, I was planning on watching it. And one day uh, I I always go to the uh, volleyball league, he, well, the Peruvian volleyball league matches with my sister. But that day my sister dumped me. <laughs> and I, was, I, I was angry, so I said, I need volleyball. I'm, I'm going to watch the volleyball anime. So I watched the, the, well, I think there were 10 episodes of the second season out and I was hooked again and I read the manga and I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, it was perfect timing because the last chapter that was out was the, the end of the Shiratori Sawa match. So it was like, oh man. <laughs> I don't know how that match must have been week to week. <laughs> Long. <laughs> Long and, and nightmare. But intense. I, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I guess I can. I must thank my sister for getting me into Haikyuu again. <laughs> I, are, is that all, Gabby? Sorry? Yeah, that's yeah. all. Uh, so I started watching Haikyuu like four years ago, a few episodes into season one, mostly just because like, I kept seeing gifs of it on Tumblr. And I was like, hey, who is this cute orange-haired kid? I want to know who this is. <laughs> and af- I think after I finished season one, and then I was like, I need to know what happens next now. And I so I switched over to the manga then, and I caught up to the manga during the second Abba Josai match, like the second official one. And I just rem- it was just like so intense. I remember like at the end of it, like, someone spoiled for me that the Karasuno won, and I was just like, oh, I can't handle this. Like I'm not ready. <laughs> and then like actually re- like reading it, I was like, wow. But Haikyuu is kind of the first uh, sports anime I watched besides like Free. And then after that, I watched Haikyuu, and then like I kind of spiraled out and watched some other stuff as well. But it was kind of like the one that I was like rereading it so much. And it was something that I like I was into even before One Piece, just kind of like now my really big thing. But Haikyuu is always just like a gigantic piece of my heart. And I know, Gabby, you mentioned like you were interested in like actual volleyball. Do you find like distracting sometimes like the unrealistic stuff of it? Like the god spike or whatever? God tier spike. Yeah. It's definitely the the freak quick. Yeah, but like that, um, well, sometimes it's it it's really rare to see a, a three man block. Oh, uh, well, that's professional volleyball. Mm. Uh, I think they do play at high school level because they make a lot of mistakes. So, but we don't see them much. Um, I I mean they happen, but they aren't as prominent. So we think that they play well all the time, but they do make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. So. I think uh, it's pretty realistic for a volleyball manga. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think the other thing that it's not too well done, and I think this is the anime's fault, because mm-hmm. I checked the manga and, and it isn't as exaggerated, you can say. It's that when Kanyama makes the, the, the free quick, uh, setters aren't supposed to make the ball spin. 
when ah. they said that that is all um, that's not always a do- uh, dribble a double touch but some judges uh, like to uh, use that as a sign that there was a dribble so uh, it can be considered a fault so that when the anime makes the the ball spin so much, mm-hmm. it's like no, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was and wondering in, about that too. The, the ball doesn't spin. I think it only it only spins the first time they do they do the freak quick in the camp, the new freak quick. But after that, I I don't think I've seen Furudate Sensei draw the ball spinning. But yeah, that's a tiny detail that those in the anime but well it's for dramatic effect mm. <laughs> I, i've got no real problem with it <laughs> i know my mom plays like real life volleyball but more like just intramurals just for like fun and i always found it weird I'm like oh mom like what position are you and she's like we don't really have positions <laughs> and i was like what and so they kind of just like do whatever so i guess that's more just like that it's loose and like recreational instead of like yeah, like the intramural is more you're sort of, you know, you can play as whatever, but it's intramurals, so mm. the, you can switch around. Like, I've done, I've done intramural, I do sand volleyball in the summer, okay. and you're, everyone's sort of whatever, yeah. so yeah. I'm not good at volleyball, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad at it. How many of you guys have been tempted to try taking up volleyball? Or, I know, like, Gabby, do you play, or do you just watch, have, do you watch? Yeah. yeah. Now, to be completely honest, I'm not really good at sports. <laughs> I play ping pong in my in my school's team, but um, I, I wasn't really a, a team sport player, mm-hmm. I guess. I do love volleyball, and I used to play with my sisters, oh. so I, I knew the basics, but I've never belonged to a team or any uh-huh. of that. Yeah, I just do... Um... I don't know if, I mean, hey, it's kind of a bonus that, like, <laughs> I was watching IQ at the time, but my uh, one friend was, uh, her condos, like, association, like, hosts sand volleyball, so um, she, you know, invited me to come play with her and her team, and once again, I am, I am not athletic, mm-hmm. I am, I, I am, do not claim to be good at volleyball, but it is very fun, and it is kind of funny when I played it and then in the back of my mind the entire time I'm just like playing Haikyuu theme music <laughs> and being like yes I'm going to set like Kageyama and I'm going to spike like Hanada and this is going to mm-hmm. be great except I can't obviously play like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I tried it in high school uh, we would have like gym classes where uh, we would rotate between like a main subject uh, one time it was like volleyball and honestly like it it wasn't that like okay it was fun but it wasn't like that like skillful like none of us really knew how to play that well but um I had a good time though like I would mostly set it and like I I liked uh receiving uh like either like trying to block I never really I'm I'm tall like I'm like 6'3 oh my gosh (laughs) but I I, uh I like really suck at blocking though (laughs) like like I could, yeah, I could tower over the net, but like they use it. If I can't even like, like I don't know, like I, I was always so scared of like pushing someone, like oh. like having my hand in their face. So, oh, so I was like, so I was funny. mostly like in the back of the court, like trying to like receive it with like a bump or something. Oh my gosh, you got nearly a foot on me. There is no way. That is why I can't spike or block. I think I can jump 
like maybe three inches off the ground <laughs> and that's even harder in sand when i'm in sand it's like one inch off oh. the ground oh yeah sand is so hard puts me at like a whopping five five so like, it does. Oh, i have I no like, idea what 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 those mes measures are because oh, we use centimeters i'm 164 centimeters gabby oh okay i'm 160 i'm so basically no yes yeah, oh, I'm 190 centimeters. Yeah, he's 190. He's like Suki. <laughs> I'm five seven. I'm trying to find out what that is. Your um, your okay. So Daiichi's five eight. Not that I would know all the characters. <laughs> that would be super weird. I think but, I'm I'm 170 centimeters. I think I might be Tonica's height. Daiichi's like 178 centimeters, and I think. Yeah. Suga is You're 171. Right. Or Suga, I... I, I'm on the wiki now. Suga is 174.3, so 584. Yeah. Oh, I'm three centimeters off. Ah, I'm ashamed. <laughs> Your fan license is revoked. Uh, ah, it's revoked. I can't believe it. I'm totally kidding because um, you know way more than I do. Yes, <laughs> we'd be obsessed with heights. Like I have to like yeah. know the heights of every fictional character now. Before I didn't care. Now I'm like, what? How tall are they? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how tall did you said you're 160, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, so I got you by a few centimeters. Oh, man. <laughs> so tall. Me and Darian could be the tall <laughs> one. They're still way taller than me. Five, but yeah. Oh, I think I was trying to Google how how big, how tall uh, Gabby is. Because I was like, how much? What is centimeters in feet? What's she's like, she's like five two. Uh, or five yeah, three. So, yeah, basically. We could be, we could be the tall people. I, I'm like, <laughs> you guys are the fairly bros. Um, anyway, hey, so do we want to talk about the newest chapter that came out? Yes! Yeah, I read it, even though I'm not cut up. Okay, oh, oh, no. oh, Marion! <laughs> but still, it's about, like, it's about, like... Bokuto! Yes! My boy Bokuto, let's be I, real. Like, I, like, started tearing up during this chapter. True. I am just gonna let you know before we start, I am, like, I love the setter on the other team. Like, oh! I am... <laughs> loving him because when I he was first introduced I was like yeah already I can tell I like him and then just like the more he talks and the more you find out his personality I'm like yes like bring this on I am all about this I forget it's so terrible because I forget his name but that's okay I don't I just think of it as like evil evil Lev yes he looks like like, he looks like a mix between Lev and Yaku. He definitely, he's he's like a, a I don't know, he's like a, a shorter Lev with like more brain power. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> less, well, less of an airhead. You know, I love yeah. Lev. I love my boy Lev, yeah. but he's got... got a hamster on the wheel. For yeah. yeah so. I'm trying to find, at one point someone's like, he's like evil, right? <laughs> someone like says no, he's like... No, he's not evil. He looks, he's just... He's very chaotic. He's very chaotic. He's chaotic. Yeah, I love yeah. him. I'm not saying he's like a chaotic. bad character. I just like... You just, I, just I don't find think he's very I would say he's like he's like chaotic neutral yeah. like chaotic good but I really I don't know I don't but he's not in the same way that like Daisho was you know what I mean yeah Daisho was definitely more like sneaky kind of so I feel like this new setter is like a different character than that so while they both are sort of like how can we manipulate 
it's just on a different level, I think. I can, I can, I sort of get that vibe. Like just mm-hmm. from reading, to me, this, uh, this better is more like he feels more like calculating. Uh, yeah. But see. less spiteful than Shirabu. Like Shirabu is like yeah. really calculating, but mm-hmm. Shirabu is also petty and spiteful. I mm-hmm. and I'm saying this as like. He's one of my favorite characters. Like I love. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's actually I love all the characters. But I love Shirabu. He's a great character. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a little bit more petty, and he's just like, you guys yeah. can eat my shit. Like our team is the best. He's that yeah. kind of character. <laughs> Whereas this character is like, yeah, we're the best, and you know it. Like this is what's gonna happen. I knew this was gonna happen. We're like, it's ready to go down. He's a great mm-hmm. character. Okay, sorry, I just had to say that real quick. All right, now we can move oh, on. I'll, I'll start. Uh, so we're on chapter 331 of The Ace Awakens. And I just want to see, we actually learn who translates it. I never really paid attention for it for English, but this is cool. That's translated by Adrian Beck and lettered by Erica Terka. I just think I just think it's cool. And I also, I don't think the person who translates it has a Twitter, but I want them to have a Twitter so I can follow them. But uh, <laughs> we get middle school Akashi. And he says, in middle school, I worked as hard as I could. I did everything I was told. I played in a way that would upset the fewest of my teammates and coaches. I didn't particularly question it. I didn't particularly like or dislike volleyball either. Well, Akashi, which high school are you going to? This is probably like some of his like friends talking to him. Uh, Fukudurani, maybe. Maybe there or Sumizoka. This goes Fukudurani. I bet you got a scholarship. Yeah, well, I did. <laughs> And they're also asking, hey, isn't there a high school city tournament going on today? Want to go watch it? Huh? Sure. And in the back of my head, I had the vague notion I was a star player. And I just like, I don't know, I, lo- I kind of love the sequence of events that we get like the shot of where they are. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else think that the coach is Bokuto's dad? <laughs> or someone he really? looks very closely related. <laughs> yeah. What I was confused about there was why he said I had it in my mind that I was the star player. So that was guess, the one thing that. I think it was that he just realized that he was he knew he was good. So he was like, oh, I'm like a really good player that I'm like, I'm the best, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. The fact he got a, a scholarship is like, oh, so maybe I'm actually good at this. Mm hmm. But then as we find out when he sees what happens, he sees Bokoto in action. And I love that shot of Bokoto just like flying in the air because like it's really well drawn. Of course. Really well drawn. We have people observing and saying like, oh, and he's still a rookie, right? He totally doesn't seem like it. And that day was an eye opener. And this is the best drawing of Akashi I've ever seen. Yes. His face. <laughs> like, hey. Shocked. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> and like Bokoto like celebrating, but then also like kind of angsting out about like or getting upset and then he like chest bumps the coach which also does make me wonder is it his dad like what is going on yeah. i don't think it's his, maybe his uncle i don't know i just think that Volker is a very lively and energetic person so oh, but yeah, I, I, I have a I little really coach i'd do that too yeah and this is this is first <laughs> year and I wonder, I, 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 want to look, I want his hair to be white and he dyes it black. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping I, I, I think I it's the opposite. I think yeah. his hair is black and he dyes it white. Mm-hmm. So, but no, his hair is just the same. He's had it the same ever since. Yeah. Forever, I guess. This is, this is first year. We, 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 I want to see middle school Bokoto. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm Bokoto waiting for. Nice. All uh, right, and so then you're at I'd never... 
I've never watched someone play volleyball like that up close. And then we get a shot of he he decided to go to Fukudurani. So then we see Akashi moving in. He's saying, I'm Kaiji Akashi from Mori Middle School. I played setter. It's an honor to be here. And Bokuro says, hey, uh, you're Akashi-kun, right? And Akashi responds, it's Akashi. Oh, which I guess is how we should probably be saying it. Yeah, that confused <laughs> me too. Akashi? Yeah. Is that right? Akashi. Akashi? I was yeah. saying his name like all day because I was like, it's not Akashi. I know you've been saying Akashi, yeah. Akashi? All right, it's probably, it's really Just subtle. Just make the, the A a little longer, like Akashi. Yeah, so it's Akashi. And he's thinking he's Kotaro Bokuro. <laughs> Say, mind practicing with spikes with me for a bit? It was not for just a bit. He's like, Akashi, your setting is the best. I love the way you put the ball up. And when after he says, Akashi, he goes, it's Akashi. Like, and he's still going, nice kill. Like, it's so great. That that smile, though. Oh, Bokuro. Oh, so it's just, it melts my yeah. heart. I know. So then you see um, on the next page, he goes, well, it's actually quite a nice feeling to be complimented that directly. Oh, thanks. Do you ever get excited over anything? And that's Bokuro talking. Because Akashi is very, he's got that, um, he's got that like Captain Hulk kind of like facade, I feel sometimes. <laughs> and then Konoho just busts in his classroom, I guess. And is like, yo, if you ever want to get away from Bokuro, just let me know, okay? I won't trade with you, but I'll definitely help you come up with excuses. <laughs> and Komi's going, not going to trade with him, huh? And uh, Akashi's like, oh, thank you, but I'm okay. It's actually rather fun to practice with a star player. A what player? Whoa, is this guy actually a secret weirdo? <laughs> and, then, and then you get the fast forward to, um, you know, someone shouting Bokuro. And, um, you know, Fukuridani here is playing Kawahori, which I don't think we know that school yet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, cool. Um, and then uh, after we see the score, Fukuridani 18 to... Uh, 25. They lost the third set. Uh, you see them sulking. Uh, glance over to, is that Bokuto under the desk, like sulking? (laughs) (laughs) I have done the under the table cry before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! And then you just hear him from under going, "Hey, Akashi," and he turns around. Yes, come practice spikes with me for a bit. And it's like a very dead serious face. And Akashi's like, "Okay." I just it. love like dead serious face with his head like tilted. <laughs> I know and he's like kind. He's like cramped under a desk and he's yeah. like. Oh, it's too big. Spike. Yeah. Is, okay, how tall is Bokuto? Uh, he's of... six foot. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh my god, that must be so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, next page. Uh, Bokuto-san is the kind of person who makes those around him feel like they have to answer to his passion with passion of their own. And then we see like little flashbacks of how uh, they're recording matches. He gets a he gets a spike stuffed, and it's like they're getting feedback. It's like I think this is like a training. Mm-hmm. Um, you montage. See time, yeah, montage. Time passes. The flowers bloom. Spring is here. And then you see the Kanto Region High School Volleyball Tournament. One of his spikes got blocked, and yeah. But Kami receives it. Uh, well, we see Akashi setting for Bokuto, see Bokuto-san, and he does a really cool line shot just on the edge of the net. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I think this is the, the moment we saw in Bogut, when Bokuto said that uh, he had his moment. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Well, perhaps he goes and, and, and is really excited and says, I don't care what anyone says. Right now, we are the stars of the world. This is the moment. I like stopped reading the chapter. I went and opened Centuries by Fallout Boy and just started blasting that for the rest of the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Like on repeat. I had to like stop reading, go back, start it again. Because it was just like, yes! Like the bird and also Phoenix by them too. I was just like, oh my God. You know, I had thought of that too, Gabby, of that being like where Bokuro, like you, it's talking about his moment and then to see this from Akashi's like perspective is perspective. That's really good. It's the most emotional we've seen Akashi like ever. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they make a clap and it's all cool. Yeah, I didn't go to Fukurodani with any great purpose or goal in mind, but I'm glad I'm here and all the team is woo. I'm gonna try really hard not to cry right now, but like the, that <laughs> moment where it's like we're the stars of the world. I'm so glad I'm here. That was where I started like sobbing the first time reading this chapter. But yeah. I'm holding it together for you guys. <laughs> uh, I was just like. Uh, I thought I was going to cry. I'm like, I'm not crying now, but I definitely, like, teared up earlier today. And I love Bakoto's face when they high-five. <laughs> and this is what we go back to when uh, Akashi got stuffed. Someone's thinking, our opponent has a considerable lead. Our aces' hits don't make it through, but their ace is in perfect form. Oh, if you could just get one point past them, one they least expect, it could change the momentum and to start the counterattack, the point that's worth 100 points. And we get the setter for this team, and he's like, yep, it's right about when he'd be thinking that, ain't it? So it's kind of unclear if that's actually what Akashi is thinking, or if that's just what he thinks he's thinking, but it probably is what he's thinking. Probably. Uh Yeah, it would fit with, like, the rest of the narrative. Mm -hmm. And we see the ball land, and they yell, yeah, kill block! I do always like when we get to see, like, the crowds. Uh, yeah, that's one of the things. That, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no. Like seeing the crowds like in Haikyuu and then the fact that like they're all like voiced and stuff and like in, in the anime, like getting to hear it, it, it adds so much to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so too. We can see the camera there too recording it. Mm-hmm. So it like, adds that extra layer. And we get Akashi looking very dramatic. I have more than one talented hitter on my side, but I took the ball out of their hands. The result, the opponent's point. A setter not just failing to score with a dump, but allowing the opponent to take the point instead, that is an unforgivable sin. He's so dramatic. I know. And I'm just like, oh, poor Akash. And like, I guess you kind of don't expect it from him either. But yeah. I don't, it's cool. Like, I don't know. I, I love that we get to see inside of his head. I know before we've seen when he did the like, calculation in a few seconds of all the stuff that Bakoto could do or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I was saying it again. He says, what am I doing? I need to calm down. I won't allow this to be the last game our third years play. And then he just like swirls around. He's straight faced again. And he's just like, oh, sorry, I got ahead of myself. And Bakoto's looking a little shocked. And they're Libro saying, it's okay. Let's go get that ball back. And we get to see Nakoma again, and they're saying, Ujinazaka Setter totally saw that dump coming a mile away. 
Yeah, not only that, he's pretty good at serving, too, which means it's likely he deliberately went easy with his first serve, and we get a flashback to him serving. So this, at this point, I believe this is Kenma talking, right? It's Kenma. Okay. So from the start, I bet they figured Akashi wouldn't go to Bokuro-san right away and set their blockers up over the middle ahead of time. Then they lob that lollipop of a serve over on purpose to make a quick set look even more attractive. So his serve was a deliberate bait designed to trip Fukuradani up and crack Akashi's spirit right from the get-go. And Kuro is thinking, and Kuro and Kenma are both thinking commit blocking. And then Kenma says, what a mean thing to do. And Kuro <laughs> and Takatara are both looking at him who's, like, yeah. Like, who's talking? Okay. Yeah, so, like, you just did that knife fight with Hinata and, like, creepy <laughs> stuff. You're that. not allowed to talk about meanness anymore. <laughs> that friggin' metaphor with the knives with Hinata and Kenma, that, like, pushed me over the edge. I was like, yes. Oh, amazing. Well, it just made me think oh, of, I think everyone knows probably that Furudate did a horror manga before this. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I read, I read through it, it's good, but it's just kind of funny, like, the, those moments when he does, like, the kind of horror, or, like, the weapon metaphors yes. in this series are amazing. It's so good. Alright, so then we get a flashback, and it's, um, Mujinazaki's setter saying, if we're going to shut down Fukuridani's Bokuro, I think we have to do it by shutting down their setter at the same time. And then flash forward to him saying, see, it's all going perfectly, ain't it? And his teammate's going, uh, hmm, I guess so, yeah. That dump he just tried has got to be proof that he's starting to panic. But I bet you Akashi is the traditional by-the-book, no-mistakes type of setter. But if we can make him flow up good a time or three, then he'll realize he can't lean on the same old, same old, and he'll start panicking. Mm-hmm. So he is, this setter is thinking this through. He's definitely trying to put uh, the match in their favor by targeting not Bokuto, which would be the, you know, easy kind of target, but they're targeting Akashi instead. So. Mm-hmm. And that's what Karasuno did to Jiribu. And I just love like, his expression is like so vacant, but like you'd almost expect like circus music to be playing inside. But instead he's like thinking kind of like the, cine- or like the very much like planning, like strategy. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. All right, so then he's continuing to think. Then, if that throws a setting out of whack, our whole plan will have worked perfectly. And he's just like, you can just like see the little sparkles going around him, like little shoujo sparkles. I feel should be there right now because he's like, yes, it'll be perfect. <laughs> and his teammate going, oh, it's Usuri. That's his name. Um, Usuri sure is bright, sunshiny, and hecka evil. <laughs> That he is. <laughs> that's what I was trying to find earlier that he's kind of evil, but he's not evil, but it's just like a little like. Sinister, a little bit, yeah, it's great. Bokuro, front! This time, Mujinazaki drops the ball into Fukuradani's front court, just barely crossing the net. I love the the announcers, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. And you have this awesome shot of Akashi, and then he's setting up the ball, and next page. Everyone's going, it's low. So, uh, obviously, like, he set it a little lower than expected. But uh, apparently, so the ball ended up hitting the net. It hit the tape of the net, and everyone's, like, a little surprised. Uh, then next, <laughs> um, because you saw that uh, Hinata was Hinata was the one person who said it out loud, mm-hmm. Kageyama is, like, barking at him, like, shove it. That's what, that's what happens when you feel like you've got to hustle to get around the blockers, okay? And then Hinata's like, I make an observation and get yelled for it. 
I just said roar. But also, I love how defensive Kageyama is of Agashi. Yeah. You can see like respect there, being yeah. like, "Yes, this setter yeah, is such a good enough. setter. Best not be disrespecting him, Hinata." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also, it it comes because um, you usually go. He he said it to the to the middle blocker. So you usually try to make up advantage of of his height. But mm-hmm. since he was a bit messed up after he failed dump, so uh, he's starting to play a bit, uh, a bit more. Um, how could you say? Shoddily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Messily so that's shoddily. why it was the set was low. So Kageyama knows how that feels, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. And Hinata's oh, yeah. like actually observing the game like a lot more. Like he's actually like oh, I think yeah. before he might not have noticed that, but since he was ball boy, maybe that's a little bit of that. Yep, I, yeah. I agree. I think so. All right. And then uh, you see the other team going free ball, and uh, the the setter Suri is going. It's a waste not to use every last inch of uh, height your hitters can reach, you know. And then, yeah. and in that same panel, we see how much higher he's setting so that uh, his his uh his spiker can get it at the peak of the of his height. And uh, you see Hinata going, oh, it's so high. And then. <laughs> Kenma and Kageyama, the exact same play on purpose, no doubt. So it's like, just that understanding between the setters. Yeah, yeah. like he's, then, he's really, yeah, like really trying to get into Akashi's head by doing the exact same thing that he did, only this time he's not like messing up. Right. Yeah. He's doing. It's almost being like, look, I'm doing the same thing, but I'm doing it better. Like yeah. you're not doing it as well as I can. I'm out planning you. Like my team is better. That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that, that psychological warfare. And yeah. then uh, you see it you see it like working on Akashi's face on the very last panel of the page. Yes. And then the next page is uh the spiker. He's getting blocked by Bokuto and uh another wing spiker. So he ends up trying to avoid and uh spiking it to the side. Kanoha. Uh, yeah, and then uh it's received and now it's basically Fukurodani's chance for counterattack. Uh, you see the announcers going, uh, good work by Fukudani's blockers. Boku has arrived with timely support too. Basically, like, closing off his, uh, his shot, like, route. So he only had the choice of, like, sending it in one direction so that they could get it up. Yeah, and then there's the two blockers that you normally see, because I know we were talking uh-huh. earlier about how usually, you know, we've seen a lot of, like, triple blocks, like, three blocks, but um, usually it's, I feel like there's two blockers, or mm-hmm. one or two is more common. Bogoto is about to spike, and we see uh how, what was his name? Usuri. He, Usuri. Usuri is about to well he was positioning himself to receive that ball, but we see that Bogoto reads his play and goes around it, goes around the blocks to avoid his receive. Or and then Hinata yells out, "Nice kill!" He's like jumping out. And we get the announcers again. And Kotaro Bakoto delivers one powerful spike for the score. And Usuri is kind of like, okay, that was intimidating. And, and- Bokoto's face here oh. is perfect. He just definitely, you once again, the horror manga um, yeah. pass kind of <laughs> oh. comes out here real strong. Those shivers down my spine. And also, the... The middle blocker has a very much like it makes me think of horror manga too because he has like all black eyes mm-hmm. instead yeah. of like no like pupils. a Junji Ito character. Yes, that's 
what I was thinking. I actually just read Junjiro, the the Frankenstein one. Oh, nice. That was my first exposure to it. I'm like, what? This is really, it's, it kind of reminded me of that. So, yeah. Just like, oh, it gives me chills. Don't touch, awesome. leave my setter alone. Like, I can play psychological games, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now this is after a serve, because they scored. Yes. So now someone's receiving uh, receiving it. Follow up. And we get Akashi putting it up. Bakono! No, that's okay. not Akashi. That's oh. um, that's the first year. Um, oh, true! Is the, here, just go ahead and keep reading. I'm going to look up his okay. name. Oh, no. crazy. Thank you. I knew it started with an Onada. Oh, you're Onada. right. Oh, oh, Yamamushi pedal. I should know that. Okay. Onada. They're doing some running around. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe that. And I love, like, Kenva Kuro. Ah, stacking the block against Makoto. Oh, so they're begging for a cross shot. Okay, they can eat my uber cut shot. I like how they <laughs> translate that uber cut shot. Yes. What is that? He would also, say that. Okoto's hands going so far back when he does his run up, and they're going up into the other panel. He's oh like, yeah! I, can't, I cannot put my arms that high. I'm trying to do that right now. He's about to unzip Kuro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that beautiful spike is the next one. Yes. And then it goes over. And do you guys mind if I take the last page? Go ahead. Yeah. That's all right. Go ahead. So you know, Bokoto gives this amazing spike, and you know, it gets past the other teams receive everyone is looking real dumbfounded the score is now 18 to 14 with Fukuradani still four points behind and Bokoro starts off saying these last three years I've been the team's ace thanks to all you guys but in a few days I'm gonna have to say goodbye to you all so it's about yeah. dang time I became the team's ace period yeah I was like oh. yes I feel like that would have been more impactful if he said it's about damn time but yeah. that's just like my personal I don't know how they feel oh, like yeah I didn't even notice that the dang yeah. the dang kind of they could say, kind of, say damn I know damn like, is you not a say swear it. word it's okay I mean it's all right anyway no but that was a very like I think overall like this chapter had a lot of good scenes I know a lot of Fukuradani fans like myself um who no hate guys I want Fukuradani to win nationals like same. they're my team that I want to yeah, win <laughs> I so, wouldn't be surprised this made a lot of Fukuradani fans happy and I think some really impactful lines because usually it's just I feel like there's like maybe one impactful line every few chapters but here it's the right now we are the stars of the world oh, and then that line and then at the very end Bokuto's like it's about time I became like the team's ace period those are both great very moving lines and you know and so I just think that this chapter overall was phenomenal I was very very happy with this chapter uh, and I guess it's kind of cool usually we'll get like flashbacks for the other team but it is nice that we got to see a bit more of Bakoto and Akashi's relation like how they interact with each other I guess it's kind right. of funny, too. Like, I wonder who was, like, Makoto's setter in his first year. Because, like, he, he like, honed in on Akashi. Yeah, being Akashi. Setter. I mean, probably yeah. the first setter is just worn out by Bokuto. Like, I yeah. would be, too. Like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, having him practice with you. But then you really see that this started. And that's what I love. Because in the yeah. summer camp arc, like, at that point, like, you know, it's the fandom joke that he's, like, Bokuto's babysitter. But we know that's, like, you know, he's gaining a lot from from that practice too you know mm -hmm. so he's just sort of like yeah no it's non-stop and so now you kind of see how really far back that goes it wasn't just like 
oh, hey, it's just been since like this year since he's been the setter that they've been practicing forever. It's been literally from day one, <laughs> like since, you know, Akashi like joined the team that they have been practicing so much together. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, I think I think it's written really well, too, in a way that like you see how. Um, well, when the chapter starts off, it's like, oh, Akashi's like, oh, I guess I'm a good player, because, like, that whole thing with, like, the scholarship, yeah, I'm going to Fukurodani, and he's just, like, going, like, where, like, life takes him so far, mm-hmm. but then, uh, that whole scene where you see, like, if you go back to that page where Akashi's, like, introducing himself, I think it's so funny that, like, the whole the whole thing, like, Bokuto's ear, like, perks up, like, it's, like, comical. Yeah, like, that's hilarious. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I played Setter, it's an honor to be here. That's literally right when Bokuto's, like, light bulb flashes, and he's like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, uh, you want you want to practice some spikes? I heard mm-hmm. you're a Setter, like, you're my Setter now, like, that's it. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. uh, literally, like, that's, that's, like, where it starts, because then Ashi was like, oh, it's not just for a bit, but then the fact that he was complimented, and, like, it feels like, as a reader, it's, like, this is the first time that Akashi, like, his skills are being acknowledged, like, in a way that he never really got or expected at this point. Yeah, like, I think that's what kind of makes this, like, uh, this relationship click, because he says, like, oh, it's actually quite a nice feeling being complimented that directly. Like, you see, like, he doesn't really... He, Akashi has never really felt that way before. So now he responds in kind to, like, that whole thing where, like, oh, yeah, Bokuto, like, he's passionate, and he makes his other team members just as passionate. And I think that, like, seeing that, like, apply to Akashi through the chapter is, like, super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you just sort of get a whole... I really do like that this was from, and it's about time yeah. we got some perspective from, like, Akashi's point of view, because that's been really someone's... Uh, kind of point of view I've been dying to see. So I was very, very happy that we get some of this. I was kind of surprised, actually, to find in middle school, you know, that he didn't particularly like or dislike volleyball. I mm-hmm. was under the impression yeah. that he was like, he always really enjoyed and liked volleyball, just because I'm like, well, he plays it all the time. But now we see the reason he plays it all the time is because he was in, so inspired by uh, Bokuto. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to draw almost really quick a parallel here because what this immediately reminded me of was Shirabu uh, watching yeah, Ushijima yeah. the first time and like essentially mm-hmm. Shirabu like joining Shiro Torizawa and, you know, because he was the only one on the team, not on a sports scholarship. And mm-hmm. he basically, you know, the a major reason that he applied for um, Shiro Torizawa was because he watched Ushijima play. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of a neat parallel. Because mm, it's kind of funny that, like, Bokoto, he's, like, he seems like such an ultimate ace, but he does, like, need his teammate support, while Ushijima <laughs> is much more like, oh, I can do it, but he does, like, still rely on his teammates, but yeah. it's very much, like, straight arrow, while Bokoto is more, like, waving around, but now Bokoto is going to be like, no, I am the ace, and I will be the real, super reliable one, maybe for this entire match, or for as long as Akashi is, like, shaky a bit. Yeah, yep. he basically wants to remind Akashi why he joined Fukurodani, mm-hmm. why he went there. Yeah, it it was a really good chapter. I mean, uh, one thing that I think is missing is the point of view of the rest of the team, because mm-hmm. um. I feel like when we went to the training camp and saw what Fukurudani was about, uh, when Karasuno played with them, uh, they w- they tried to stuff Bokuto. 
but when he went in, into emo mode, uh, all the team stood up for for him. So uh, I think that I I like to see more of Komi, more of Onaga, more of um, Washio, what they think about this, because while I do love that Bogoto is taking the, the role of the ace, I, I want to see why this is a powerhouse and why they are, they are different from the other teams. So mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that is missing a bit for me, but I think it, it should come later. But wait, well, right now it just goes really well with uh, showing us what was Akashi's deal before with volleyball and how that how Bokuto filled the role to be an inspiration for him. So well, when it comes to to that thing, I, the chapter was really really good, and I I think it it was interesting that we didn't see much of Kiryu right now, and mm-hmm. I think that uh, we may see what he thinks of. Usuri's plan maybe next chapter because while Usuri was right to try to destroy Akashi, well, he's still a, a second year and maybe Kiryu has more experience and will uh, make him learn a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, too, about this chapter. I was like, we, you know, the last couple chapters, it's been like, Kiryu, Kiryu, Kiryu. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's just like, we get two panels. Yeah, I forgot he was, like, it was until, like, I reread the chapter that I, like, forgot that he was on this team. I was like, wait a sec, he is there. And I just realized he's the opposite of Bokoto. Bokoto has, like, his knee pads longer, but he has long sleeves. That's really cool. So this is what I was confused about with the Mm. official translation compared Mm. to the fan translation. And this is, like, a pretty significant difference in my head. But the fan translation has, you know, the first page where you have Akashi saying, like, in the back of my mind, I had the vague notion that I was a star player. Mm-hmm. So in the fan translation, it says the idle fleeting thought, so basically the same thing, that he was a star crossed my mind. So in the fan translation, oh. Akashi is referring to Bokuto as a star, mm-hmm. whereas in the official translation, he's, like, saying that he's a star, which in when that's why when I was reading it in context, it doesn't make sense for him to be thinking in the back of my mind I was a star. It would okay. make more yeah. sense for him when he's looking at Bokuto to be like, oh, this guy's a star. Like, okay, so star I, can, too. I have, uh, I can, I can access the Japanese raw. Because that's I... what would make more sense in my brain, just because mm-hmm. of, like, what he he's looking at Bokuro at that yeah. point. So the I'm context. like the door. So thinking, yeah, so walking, yeah. So the context of being like, oh, I'm a star player, like as he's watching something else, I'm like, that just seems awkward to me. Uh Ooh. it's very vague. So oh. the way it's written is uh Bakuzento sta dato omota. So that means vaguely uh I thought it, it, there's no pronoun. So you, oh. it could be either himself or uh Bokuto but I guess um I think uh what you were saying kind of works thinking about uh Bokuto being like the star referred to him because right here it's just um I would say that it's referring to Bokuto because uh the panels leading up to it is like okay he's walking into the gym uh Mm -hmm. and it goes immediately from the panel of Akashi looking up uh, realizing that and then you see in the next page he's looking up at Bokuto jumping yeah. so 
I think it, I think yeah, I think it fits more about uh Bokuto being like a star or like a star mm-hmm. player. Cool. I am happy that I know this now. Thank you Yay. so much for doing that, Marianne. Yeah, yeah thank friend. you. Appreciate well, it. I think it works better because I think he's referring to that he's heard about Bokuto that he he knew there was someone who happened to be a really good player but it was only then that he saw him in in real life. Right. I feel like that's what yeah. that's what he's referring to. Because I, yeah, I feel like him being like I was a star player makes it seem like Akashi is a lot cockier than we yeah. think he is. Yeah. Even though it's like a vague notion, oh. but still like very much like not an Akashi thing to say. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Wait. 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 I, oh. I, I okay. Look, I'm reading, but like the English version, I think you're you're hitting onto something because. If you keep on reading, like, just the, the the rectangle boxes, I I see what they're doing now in terms mm-hmm. of, like, uh, the way that they're writing it. Because, okay, I had the big notion that I was a star player. But then, uh, <laughs> immediately after he sees, like, Bokuto jumping or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. that day was an eye-opener. In other words, no, I'm not the star. It's, uh, it's, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, yeah. I can see that. I'm so, glad that, yeah, I'm glad that you once again are taking the time to go over this also. <laughs> I'm an English major, and, like, I also, I also love, like, I, I I took Japanese in high school, and, like, I I took some in college. It's fascinating to me the way language and translation works, so. I feel like that's something they probably hotly debated in the office, like, mm-hmm. reading it over and going over and over it. But hopefully they'll probably change it in the volume. We'll see. Whatever. I don't even know what volume that would be. I don't. I can't keep up with the volumes anymore. We're just like, I was gonna say, cause my sister does like not read haiku or know anything about it. But when I like told her, I was like, do you see these five volumes? These five volumes are one match. And she was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh-huh. And I was like, listen, uh-huh. you don't understand. But it's just, it was just really funny when yeah. I. I thought of that. One piece that's like Dress Rosa is very long. Oh god, don't talk to me about Dress Rosa. Is that nine volumes? I don't even know. I I was I ten. It's totally ten. Like ten, yeah. Literally from like eighty to ninety. Hundred chapters long. I watched that in like the anime though, so it was a lot faster for me. How? How was it faster in the anime? Because I could I could binge it. I just straight up binged it. I was catching up. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like, oh, I watched it weekly and read it weekly, no. and I was so exhausted. Oh, my God. Yeah. I caught up to the anime and Dress Rosa, and then I, like, quickly could not handle it. I just switched over to the manga. True. Sorry, oh we went over to One Piece, sorry. But definitely, that yeah, like, fine. the matches get, like, longer and longer, and, like, sometimes they'll drag on. I find, like, it's I, I love rereading the manga the, in the volume form just because it makes it go by oh. a lot faster. I need, to, I need, I need that because uh, I was totally wiped out by... Was it Inarizaka? Oh my gosh. Okay, Inarizaki frustrated me because mm-hmm. I was just like, how is this match longer than Shiro Torizawa? Right. The Inarizaki, the Inarizaki match is 40, either 41 or 42 chapters. Uh-huh. Whereas like Shiro Torizawa was like 38. And that was like unheard of at the time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this needs to be shorter. So yeah. I feel like going to reread that match again and I need to do that over my winter break but I'm mm. going to reread that match again and I am going to appreciate reading it more the second time much like I did with Shiratori Zawa yeah. but really reading well it yeah 
reading it the first time I was like okay because I am I am very much I feel like in the minority where I was not a big fan of them I I didn't really care about the Mia twins like yeah I thought they were cool like I was like okay they're cool but I realized I was like in the minority and it's not like I'm you know it's Haikyuu I don't hate anybody in Haikyuu it's impossible (laughs) Mm -hmm. like it's it's not possible to hate they're all like the great characters honestly the character that made me care about Anarizaki was um Kita was the captain and then I was like invested in the team with Kita's like whole thing with his grandma and everything I was like crying Mm. I was like oh my gosh I love this team and then I and then I got more I found myself more invested in like the last third or so of the match I feel but I remember like the first half of the match I was like okay but when you when you really think about it like to us it's not just like okay this is 40 chapters Mm. I mean that translates to like you know 10 months so like it it was almost a year of chapters yeah Yeah. it was an entire and that's you know how i feel i'm like oh and it's like you know i started reading this match like during spring and now it's winter and still this match is weathering on like like... i have a question do you guys remember that noia flashback was that the twins match or was that was that somewhere was that earlier the noia flashback when he was like like when he was a kid he used to be a scaredy cat but then he like got over. Yeah, where it was in the in the in Arisaki match. Ah, okay. I need to reread the entire. Ma- I should just reread the entire manga again because I have yes. my panel coming up. But I'm yeah. just like, I should just reread the whole manga again. But I'm just like, ah, uh, like I don't know, like or I could just read the second Seijo match like for the ninetieth time. Like that's yeah. We can read it easier on using Shonen Jump. But the thing is, though, they don't have past volume 29 and we're, we're like slowly gonna get more i okay. think i think so like every week they're gonna add like a couple and it's know. only two dollars a month correct yes yes, okay. yes. such a good deal yeah i definitely in full support of this i was very excited um when they made that announcement so i am going to make an account tonight and be like okay i must support the official release I'm so happy. I want like Faradade to get like all the credit yeah. that they deserve. Also, did you guys know this? Because okay, I have always, always, always referred to Faradade as male. Mm-hmm. Um, like always said he. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Faradade's gender like isn't unknown. Oh yeah, yeah it's I unknown. I had no idea. I've always said he. I've always said he. The official relation he's referred as male, and okay. so I think. But they they could be like I feel like I know some authors like have like a persona oh. that they use. Yeah. So I feel like I think I think I've read definitely read some stuff where some people think that for Adate could be a woman. And I think that would be really cool, but I it doesn't really impact my enjoyment of the series whether or not from the sound of it, Furudate Haruichi, it sounds very much like a pen name. Mm-hmm. So I don't it doesn't sound like a like a real name, like a pen name. Uh, so usually, uh, I take that as a sign of like either like a female author or it's just like someone who doesn't want to reveal their gender. So mm. I just, uh, I see it as like, oh yeah, this is just, uh, this author wants to be like kept secret. 
Mm-hmm. See, and yeah. I didn't realize that because just because I feel like pretty much every Shonen Jump mangaka is male. So mm-hmm. I just assumed and I, you know, I'm not exactly, you know, I was like, oh, Haruchi, like that sounds like the legit name. Like it's mm-hmm. cool. So <laughs> yeah. um, so I just automatically was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely a, um, a guy. And then when I was researching for my Haikyuu panel, um, apparently a lot of Japanese fans do think that Furodade is um, a woman, but I mean, like, uh, like you'd said, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't really impact my enjoyment of the series. Mm-hmm. But it, so. it would be cool to have another female creator because I know when I first started reading manga or like watching anime, really, just Fullmetal Alchemist, I thought they were all I thought it was all women doing it just because of Fullmetal Alchemist is made by a woman. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe like until One Piece, maybe when I started reading that, where I was like, oh, or maybe a bit earlier, and I was like, wait a sec, it's mostly dudes. It was mostly guys. But you know, one thing I will say is like in you know in Haikyuu, like women are like super not sexualized so yeah and they actually have a story they actually have a role in the story yeah yes so that was another thing where i'm like it's it's literally a boys sports manga about boys sports teams and yet we still have these amazing female characters yeah they they actually acknowledge the existence of like oh there's also girls volleyball teams and like yes exactly which i would uh i really i know it's probably not going to happen but um is it kanoka who is uh tanaka's old friend i would love to see at least like one chapter because she's on the team that's been super hyped for the women so i would love to see just like one chapter even like i would even just settle yeah just even half so i'm so I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping that's going to happen. I'm not sure if it will, but it would be really cool because, yes, like you said, it's very cool to be like, hey, also girls are playing volleyball, too. That's yeah. cool. I um, think, like, the best bet would be, like, a one-shot maybe uh, either published alongside the magazine or, like, in a volume. Just, like, maybe whenever we get to like, whatever match of, like, the championship of that tournament, the Nationals. So... I'm Kendra. You can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart. I'm Lisa. You can follow me at Liso at Twitter or Lalika on Tumblr or AO3. I'm Gabby. You can find me at Twitter at Yamineftis and Gabby Arts at Tumblr. I'm Marion. You can follow me at Microwavy on Twitter, the E before the V. And you can follow the podcast at Haikyuu Podcast. Follow us there. Yay! And I can't th- think of a good way to... Huzzah! Huzzah! Volleyball nice. is a sport where you're nice. always looking up! Like... Yes! Oh, nice kill! <laughs> <laughs>